Today's episode, it's all the same belief. Here we go. Now, here's a little story I got to tell. You grow ideas in the garden of your mind. You just gotta deny the lie and I'm Jeff Stein. Thank you for listening. This is the Daily Belief Game. And by the way, do you know that life is a belief game? Do you know that what you think and far more importantly, what that thought feels like actually dictates how the experiences of your life unfolds? It really does. Do you know what you really want in life? Have you followed that thread of desire to your authentic calling underneath all those layers of ego-driven, quick-fix, temporary relief that you're addicted to? Because you might want to. (laughs) Because did you know that you came here to think, believe, perceive, feel, and create your life according to your desires by experiencing and choosing how to think, believe, perceive, feel, and create? That's how the belief game is played. So today's episode, it's all the same belief. (laughs) What is he talking about? Well, here we go. If you've let me spew this, you know, crazy, spiritual, scientific, religious, metaphysical, philosophical, practical heretical, poetical, all this stuff into your awareness, then you've noticed that I bounce around between those different approaches to the question of, you know, who am I? Why am I here? How can I serve that purpose? I try to use the different origins of philosophy because they are all the same belief. Hopefully you're nodding your head in agreement and you get this already, but there is, you know, one God's holy scientific universe, just one, and we're all in it and the rules apply universally. Right? There is broad agreement between the disciplines of religion and science, whatever, that your thoughts, prayers, intentions, beliefs create your reality, and that there is no limit to what you may create in God's universal holodeck. That is a vastly held truth, because it is. But there's something else you might want to consider, other than just seeing that there's a line that kind of connects all of these different ways of seeing the world. There's all there's truth that sits in all of them. The other thing you want to consider is that your judgment of the various paths that you're not subscribing to is the important part. Do you look at the devoutly religious or the adamant atheists or the absolute scientists or the or the airy fairy spiritualists, spiritualists or the maniacally moral or whatever? And do you judge their path? as wrong or lazy or too angry or ignorant or just not as enlightened as your pathology. (laughs) And does it matter how stupid other people's paths really are? Does it matter? Yes. Well, yes. (laughs) Not because you need to swoop in as judgment man and, and give them unsolicited advice as to the peril of their perceptions, right? It's not your job to go in and say people what they're doing wrong, but rather this bigger truth that The judgment is the issue for the sheer benefit of releasing judgment and replacing it with your common humanity. Because the more you allow their path of other people to be right for them, the more your path will be right for you. Because you will be shifting your place on the board of the belief game by determining the truth of existence that there is no wrong path to self-realization, to universal knowing, or to the meaning of life. There isn't a wrong path. And knowing that is the key. And if another person's philosophy, you know, really pisses you off, 
don't forget rule one about human existence, which is that if, a, if I'm feeling the negativity, if I'm the one pissed off, it's me, not them. It's my victimhood that I'm perceiving, that I'm considering. I'm the one separating myself from the loving, loved, lovable soul that I am and deciding to experience a pinched-off version of myself by allowing someone else's beliefs to get between me and my truth. Between me and my allowing my openness and acceptance and forgiveness. You're the one feeling bad. It's all about you. And releasing the judgment of others is for you, not them. Sure, you know, if you're like, I hate this type group of people the way they see it. I hate this group. The point is, releasing the judgment of others is for you, not them. I mean, sure, it gives, it gives to them when you release judgment of them as well. But you cannot give what you don't have. You must first give yourself love, kindness, curiosity before you can give it to others. So in other words, accept the paths of others, the religions of others, the science of others, the philosophy of others for you. Allow them to persist in their folly, even if you see it that way. Let them continue to focus on their fears and deny themselves of their higher truth or higher thought or whatever you think they're doing. Let them do that. Let them find their path for you, for your sanity, because what you resist persists. If you push back against their victimhood, you will be battling to justify who is more persecuted who is more victimized, and that will be a race to the bottom. Conversely, a race to the top happens by acknowledging that you have based your worldview on fear before, just like you're seeing they are, and you've based it on love, as you normally do, and you know that you're always deciding between the two. You're always deciding between love and fear, and so are they. And that's the, that's the knowing you want to have. Let them find their way between love and fear, as you are, by trying to choose love more than fear. And that includes loving them even when they are in fear. (laughs) I know, it's a lot to ask. But that is so important. So I didn't just get you into this one just that you could see that everyone clings on to all the same beliefs, but that you could see that it's the judgment that is the issue at hand to look at. Here's your homework. Pick a religion, a science, or a philosophy that you have judged or condemned and ask yourself some questions like, why do I have such a negative feeling about these folks? You know, what about their path is similar to mine? Uh, Does it work for them? (laughs) You know, because maybe it works for them, right? Does it work for them and make sense to them to where they are on their path? You will see that it usually does. It always makes sense to where they are, with what they know. Knowing what they know, does it make sense what they're choosing, right? What do I agree with? Here's the good ones to ask yourself. What do I agree with in their religion, science, or philosophy? What do I love about their science, religion, or philosophy? If we formed a joint way of thinking, where would our, you know, Venn diagrams cross each other? That's when the circles, you know, and they cross over and wherever the the circles are crossed over is where there's commonality. That's a Venn diagram. Sorry, I thought you might need a definition. You probably already know it. Anyway, if we formed a joint way of thinking, where would we cross? Or what would we both include in a common moral code or a life view or a rules of engagement? Looking for those commonalities will establish your knowingness. You can imagine yourself on their path and see uh, where they would bless, where you would bless it if you were on their path. You know, imagine yourself seeing it from their eyes. What would you be happy about by having that philosophy? Bottom line is release what you hate about it and imagine what is great about it. 
Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jeff Stein. Again, this is the Daily Belief Game. If you want to get a hold of me, go to jeffsworld.com, jeffs-world.com. My co-conspirators and I help individuals, companies, and organizations cultivate, sustain, accelerate, and become inspiration in action. Thanks for listening. Please think responsibly.